Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Hunting Stories podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and we got another good one for you. Today, we're actually connecting with Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas uh, was introduced to me by the folks over at Carbon TV, um, so that's a fun little connection. But beyond that, Dave is the host of Bow Hunter Planet. Uh, check them out on Carbon TV. He does a lot of good work, especially if you're in archery. Um, that being said, he's got some amazing stories for us today. Kind of rapid fire a couple at us, but it was a lot of fun, and I laughed really hard so thank you dave again for coming on the podcast i really do appreciate it to you listeners thank you guys for, for tuning in um yeah let's just go ahead and jump this thing off and uh let dave tell you some of his stories thank you all right dave welcome to the uh hunting stories podcast brother how are you great thank you Oh, man, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. We're going to dive into the story pretty quick here. I want you to introduce yourself, uh, but I'm wasting this gentleman's time here. I forgot to hit record, so we just chatted for like 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. So <laughs> sorry about that, Dave. So we'll just jump into things. No pleasantries. We've already no done problem. that. We, we know that we like each other. We'll just move on. <laughs> introduce yourself, please, sir. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Dave Thomas, Boner Planet. Uh, and this, this, my story actually goes around the beginning of Boner Planet either way, so we'll, we'll talk about it like that. So I had, um, in 2007, I had, and, and before 2007, I've always been really big into bow hunting. My family got me into it in the 90s. My brother would go hunting with his friends, and I would literally, you know, be so excited waiting to hear if he got something or didn't get something. And I remember those yeah. feelings and shooting my bow. I had a Browning Spike Buck 1. I actually ended up reacquiring that bow just because of that memory. I wanted to have it again, so I have it still. It's like a wooden <laughs> bow. Just awesome. a great, great product uh, for, for back then for kids, you know. That's and amazing. what's funny about that, Dave, is I always ask every bow hunter, like, it was my first bow. I got my first kill. I always ask, do you still have that bow? Most people either do or pass it to someone who still has it. Um, but it's awesome that you went back and found one because it, uh, it meant a lot to you because I, yeah. I think that's important. I have my first bow. It's sitting under a, sitting under a bed somewhere in Colorado right now. I got to get back to it. <laughs> I don't remember the second bow. I, I think it was another Browning, but it was like a longer one. I don't remember that one. But um, my first deer I shot was with a Dart and Viper. And I, I had, again, I had lost that bow, but then I went and reacquired the bow. And uh, I, so I have that bow too, which was cool. And I actually thought about trying to redo that one, start over and, you know, see where we go. We'll see where it goes from there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so, so basically I had a lot of background in this. And then in, in when I hit 2007, I got into this like fish keeping. I don't know what you want to call it. People call it reefing reefers, like fish keeping. It's like saltwater fish tanks. And I got on this forum and I remember trying to sell my own fish food or something stupid, right? I don't know. You know, people, you come up with dumb <laughs> things to do in life. And I'm, I sell So I'm trying to sell this fish food and this, these, this, the guys are like, you, you can't sell this here. You're not a company. And I'm like, well, I'm just trying to sell a couple of these to see if they even work, if people like them. And they gave me a hard time. And I was so mad about it that I told my buddy, Tim, I said, and I, Tim and I went to college together at central Michigan. And I said, I said, we should create our own forum and, and, you know, we'll do what we want on these forums. None of these people, big brother looking over me and tell me what I can and can't do. Right. And so that was where the whole start of Bowhunter Planet came from. And so that dwarfed into us doing like a, a poop waste removal business to make money to pay for Naturally. it. So we pick okay. up dog poop <laughs> um, to pay for it. And uh, anyway, so that leads into the story because it, it basically I needed this like first push into once we started going. So we got, we got this thing going in September 15th, 
bucks. Okay. And I started bringing in family members as fast as I could. Like anybody I knew who hunted, I was like, dude, I need your help. I want to film these. Hunts. So people like right now, when you think about like the hunting public, great guys, I was doing that back in 09, but I just yeah, wasn't yeah. doing it like they do it. Like well, they do it very well. Like we were just doing it. It was like half, half assed, you know, it wasn't like that, <laughs> but we started, we always hunted state land our whole lives. And so we started on state land. We went out there as me and my cousin, Brian, and we go out to this lot. You walk back like 1.5 miles into this. It'd be like any sort of public ground, I guess, for anybody in any state, realistically. But our, Michigan's different. It's a lot of flat, flat land, a lot of woods, a lot of trees, and very few clearings. So we get back in the state land. We had already put up stands like maybe a couple months before. And I had just gotten, you know, I don't even know what bow I had because it's not, I didn't get the shot here. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we get back into this field i get into it's like early morning and we had driven it takes hours you know hour and a half to get to this place in the morning two hours in the morning and so i get up in this tree he gets in this tree i got this camera because i don't know what i'm doing yet but i'm thinking okay well i need to film our hunts i mean this is all gonna be part of this community of bow hunter planet and um so i get the camera i'm looking around i remember standing looking around and i was like it was freezing and i was looking around and there's a little field, like just a tiny field, and the fields connect us to where we are. So I can see he's in the edge of that field, and I'm, you know, at my field. It's like an L. And um, got it. Probably like five, four hundred, three hundred yards, three hundred yards apart, maybe, maybe four. And um, I look up and I see a deer in the field, and I'm like, "Well, that's weird." I'm like, and I see him because I can actually see him because I realize that he's only in the field. He's in the edge of that field, like ten yards in, but I can see him clear as day. And then all of a sudden, I see him starting to draw his bow. You know, I'm like, oh, "Here we go, baby!" So <laughs> front row camera. <laughs> I got the camera on this, and I you see him draw, and you see him shoot this deer. The deer gets hit, and the deer runs, and it takes off. And I'm like ecstatic, right? Because I'm like, "This is unbelievable!" Yeah. I randomly looked up just to see what's going on, and I see this deer, and I look up, and I see him, and I see I get the camera on it at this minute, and also I see him drawing his bow. I'm like, "No way, no way," you know. And then yeah. sure enough, he hits this deer, takes off. And I could see him. He sees me at this point, and he's like doing one of these, you know, on the tree all the way, all the way across the big field. arm pumps. Yeah, yeah, the big <laughs> arm pumps. And um, he, uh, he, he. Uh, so he gets down. We get down, and I'm like, I can't believe it. You know, I'm like, we just started this website, and you got a deer already. This is unbelievable. This is like the best thing that could have happened. So then and we follow the deer footage too. What the the footage. <laughs> the first one of the first videos we ever did. You can see that footage in it. It's so funny. Like just looking back on the memory of him holding idea there with the leaves falling. It was just such a beautiful memory, you know, and him talking to the camera. And I remember thinking like, I can't believe we got this done. You know, like this was crazy. Like state land, it doesn't usually happen like that. It's usually like three or four days of grunt work, you know, trying to get a deer to come in. I'm talking like a spike. I'm not even talking like a big buck here. You know, this, this is, this is like, I, I think the biggest buck I've ever seen on that lot was probably an eight point that was i mean year and a half eight point you know like something real yeah. real young you know yeah something that maybe in a few years would be impressive but uh there's so yeah. few and far between you're gonna harvest it that year <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my first mini story i got a lot of mini stories today because i don't have like Perfect. a long one necessarily but i do have a lot of minis that uh, make up a lot of really important memories for me um the next one was northern michigan I was hunting on some private land with my buddy ron and we were filming uh for the website and i so at one point we had two hunting shows. We had Bone Driven and Hunt Series, which we don't really have those anymore. They're kind of discontinued just because of, to be honest, it's more of a funding thing because the companies, 
at a certain point, companies couldn't afford to really do that anymore. Like give bows to all these hunters and it, it just, it, it's, it's a lot of work, right? And it's a lot of yeah. money. And if it's not TV, they weren't really doing it at the time. So anyway, I'm hunting with Ron. He's shooting a Struther bow. Struther had sponsored the show at this point. And uh, so we're sitting there and I'm not exaggerating. This is beautiful buck starts walking right at us. I'm like, no way. And I, I'm filming it on a DSLR too. So the quality is uh, really nice. And I'm sitting there filming this and this buck comes in and um, he just plugs this deer. I'm talking like heart shot, like 15 yards, like unbelievable shot. But the best part was, so the deer runs and I'm on the tree and I'm like kind of going around this tree and I'm, we're sitting like, like this, you know, we're real close to each other. Like, we're, I don't know if we're probably like an L yeah, we're like an L like this. Gotcha. So, 90 degree angle back to back on a tree or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I turned the camera and I, I turn it around him and you could see him blurred kind of in the background, but you see the deer and the deer is like staggering at like 20 yards away. It didn't even go far. It's like staggering, staggering. And then it just goes down. You see him going like this, like in the camera frame. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I backed up the camera. He's like, yeah, it was shaking so bad. It was the coolest moment. And I, I'll never forget it because it was just such a good, like everything about it was one of those picture perfect hunting moments for a bow hunter. The yeah. deer came in, we saw the deer, we had, we, the deer had no idea we were there. The shot was close, easy shot. He's a swacker. I mean, it hit that thing in the shoulder area and just opened up and it went right through it like, like butter just. And um, that kind of, see, like those, those are, those are important moments because they're gold for, they're gold for the business and they're also gold for us. You know, it's just yeah. people that are hunting because when you capture stuff like that on video, you're like, wow, that, that really came together. I wasn't expecting that. And um, yeah, so that, that was a great experience. That's as well, cool, man. I've I told you I'm I'm relatively new hunter, and I've only been whitetail hunting once. If you look over my shoulder, you can see my my South Texas whitetail with a shotgun of all damn things with buckshot. Um, but I'm still hoping out or holding out for that first archery whitetail kill, man. And and like hearing stories like yours, where it's just like shaking, fist pumping. Um, I can't wait. And ho hopefully this coming hunting season. 2024 i have a buddy in kansas i put in for a draw because it's you know out of staters it's a draw there and i uh, didn't get it but hopefully next year I'll, I'll finally have the opportunity to have a little whitetail archery story of my own <laughs> yeah that's awesome i um so this next one's a little bit uh it's a good experience but it was kind of a weird experience kind of a creepy one so we had gone to the same state land we talked about in the first story and i was with my cousin and he had just bought, did he, what bow was this he shot? Because I remember it was like a bow thing, and I think he missed, and then he, so he just bought the Switchback from Matthews, which is one of the most popular bows they ever made. And he was in this tree stand, the same state land that um, we were talking about earlier. Uh, he was in a different stand, though, this time, a little bit closer to the road that we started on. And I was in the same stand, actually, that I saw him shoot that deer out of. Well, he's in this other stand, and... A deer, this is the first year i don't know what the year was but it was like the first year you could do a combo in michigan yeah. so it meant like you could shoot a deer and you could shoot another deer if they met a criteria so he shoots this buck that comes in the smaller buck and it runs away five minutes later another buck comes in and it's bigger and it's shootable he shoots that buck so he's got <laughs> two bucks and i'm like and so he calls me he's like dude i got two i don't know two of them came in and this is again state land well, we only go like once a year. He'll, well, the odds are we're not going back to that spot again. So he's like, I'm just closing out my year right here, you know? Yeah. So 
this is also what makes Michigan kind of suck for hunting, to be honest. This is this two buck, two you could do two bucks. It's, it's a bad idea, honestly. But either way, this was in the beginning <laughs> of it. We don't do that now either way, unless it's a monster. You know, it'd have to be like unbelievable. But whatever, teach his own. So he shoots this this deer, right? Okay. So we find the first year, no problem. Like it's like 15 yards away, you know, piled up fast. We drag it out. We go back for the second one, not so easy. It gets like pitch black out. So we're drag- like, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you drag it out the hole? You said a mile and a half? Yeah. Suck. No four wheelers. <laughs> can't use any machines. Nope. It's all illegal to take a machine, anything back there. So, so in, in, I'm more familiar with like Western big game. You wouldn't, you know, break that thing down and throw it in the packs. You just, you just drag it. Yeah. The, the breakdown method is not something that's done in Michigan. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, not that, that, not that like I mean, it does suck it. a little bit. <laughs> I've actually never heard of the breakdown method until I got more into years later of Bowen or Planet stuff. And like, oh, oh, okay, we pack out. Okay. And I start learning about, you know, Badlands. I'm good friends with Badlands. All the guys are like, oh, yeah, we have packs that do that. You know, that's what's made for. So, yeah, yeah good idea, though. I understand how it makes sense. <laughs> the thing is, a lot of those guys, a lot of us would take it and you just take it right to a butcher and the butcher takes it from there, like as a whole. Gotcha. You just gut it, basically. Um, but, you know, nowadays we don't do that. We have four-wheelers. We just drag them right out. You know, now we're on private land. It's easy. You don't have to you take a truck right up to the edge and just throw it in the back of the truck quick, you know, gotcha. and just drop it off. So we still don't really have to pack out. But back then we didn't know anything about packing out, even though it's a great idea. <laughs> so <laughs> all right, all right. We always had a hard tag, got the one out. We go tell our friends who live in the area, like, hey, you know, we got a deer. So they all come show up to help. And they come in and... um God, these are bringing back some weird memories, man. I'm starting to remember other stuff now, too. Holy cow. So there we go. That's we the find point. the blood trail. <laughs> we start walking it, and we get to the edge of this huge field. And we we flash the light across the field, and you see deer eyes. And we're like, what the hell, man? Like, that can't be the deer. You know, we're thinking, like, that, that, can't, that can't be the deer. Then, you know, looking back, I'm like, well, that's pretty stupid, because what else would it be, right? I mean, think about it. It's like, why would there be a deer there, and the blood's going that direction, right? So we follow the blood all the way to where the eyes were. We get to this edge, and it's like another little, so we're to the edge of that other field. Now, that's this is far. This is like 500 yards. We get to the edge of the other field, and there's a little valley, just a little valley in there. And we're looking, we see the blood going into the valley. So we have a guy on his hands and knees, like looking for this blood. And he looks up and the deer's right there, like 10 yards away from him. And it gets up and it's going, rah. <laughs> this one dude in the group pulls out a nine millimeter and drops a whole magazine on this deer. A whole magazine. This is at midnight in the state of Michigan <laughs> State Forest, pitch black. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? We're all diving to the ground. And I'm like, you can't, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, I'm like, I'm out of here, dude. I ain't, this is crazy. Like, there's good, you can't shoot a gun in the pitch. Like, I don't even know if it's self-defense. I mean, I understand it looked like it was really going to gore the guy. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, there's a guy in the ground. He could have shot that guy, you know, like, what the freak are you doing, man? Yeah. Jesus. So we leave my cousin. Like, like one, two, no, maybe like 16 like, shots of a nine millimeter Glock. Six. So, good God. I'm telling okay. you, it was the craziest shit. Like it was like, dude, 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 flashes going everywhere. I just hit the ground. I felt like I was at world war two or something, you know, I'm like what's God. going on. So my cousin's like, that's it. We're out of here. He was so pissed. He's like, what are you doing? And we're out of here. So we leave. And the next day we come back that deer is literally five yards from where it jumped up and he didn't hit it one time. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so later in my life, like in the past, like 
four years, I've really gotten into guns a lot. Like I've, I've, we own, we own gun hunter planet too. We don't do a lot with it, but we do own it. So I started getting into guns a lot and actually Sig Sauer sponsored us last year. It was pretty cool. And so I've learned to shoot really good, like with pistols and it's not easy to shoot like distance. Yeah. It's not like him thinking he could actually hit that deer without really aiming slowly and, and accordingly. It would be pretty hard to do. How I far tell was people the shooter time, from the deer? 20 yards. Okay. And there was a guy halfway in between. Correct. On the oh, ground laying yeah. because he was looking for the blood. I mean, I think he dove back or whatever, but either way, it was stupid. Like, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Um, I, bet you, I bet you never hunted with that guy again. No, no. Yeah. Actually, I didn't talk to those people anymore ever again because I'm like, dude, that, yeah. that's so messed up. And so that's many too ways. messed up. Yeah. That, especially at shoot. that point, you're what, two miles into the woods? Like, if you hit somebody, you know, that's a death sentence, basically. Ugh. You're right. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So if there was an accident, it would have been bad. No. Anyway, yes, that was that was crazy. That same area, I'm like moving around the map in my mind. So the same area, <laughs> if I move over to where I shot my first buck when I was younger, I my first buck, I was sitting in that same area I started in here for the first story, but back a little ways further, like let's say 30 yards further back or 50. I was 30 feet up in a tree, way too high, like way up there, dude. I don't know what we were thinking. We were young and dumb. And so we're, I'm up in this tree. This um deer comes in uh you could bait back then so we had bait so i bait down this buck comes in starts eating the bait and i never shot a deer this is like my first time it's like 2000 2001 or 2000 i can't remember the year right in there and yeah. i'm like you bringing like corn or like a, some apples or what, what are you baiting with uh this would have been corn or carrots the easiest thing okay. to get in there generally corn would probably be the easiest not i think about it. but either way so it's definitely corn carrots or sugar beets is one of the three okay. um so he's eating it I draw my bow back and I'm like, first off, I can't believe I'm about to get a shot. You know, I'm shaking, I'm like going, you know, my body's just going crazy. And I, I shoot him, I hit him high, but in the lung. And I, at the time, I was shooting like XX78s, uh, super slams, and I had like a muzzy on there with that Viper, the Darton Viper. It runs behind me and takes off, right? So yeah. I have no idea where this deer is. I, I just, and I've never tracked a deer really, my own deer, at least to this point. And um, so, so a lot of those same guys we talked about in the last story came to help look for my deer, but this is like years before, right? This is like way before that other thing happened. So we're going, it's like pitch black, you know, at this point, it's a night hunt. And so I leave with them, give it some time. They come back and we all go back and then we go in there to look for it. I'm like, man, I really hope I get this in my first year. So we start going back there and you could hear like coyotes howling everywhere. It was yeah. like the scariest scenario and like we get like we get like just past my stand like 40 yards past it and you could see eyes of coyotes like circling us it was crazy i'm like i'm like i'm like what do we do because we're just gonna man up and keep going like there's there's six of us you know i mean they're not gonna do anything there's six of us yeah. you know so How we get you at this time roughly uh 18 maybe okay yeah okay. probably 18 i just graduated high school in 99 so somewhere in there so I, I get there, uh, you know, we find the deer and it's got some chew marks on its legs, you know, but we got to it, thank God. And then we got it out of there. But yeah, they, they, they took off after a little while, you know, of us being there. I think they got scared. Oh, they probably yeah. came back for the guts though. Cause we, we decided to leave the guts there to keep them occupied while we got the hell out of it. I'm sure, man. I'm sure. That's man. Kind of I right actually, just hunting with one of my former guests, Steel Turner. And he was saying as far as coyotes, he, uh, he does a lot of thermal hunting in Texas and he puts out his little, like, you know wounded rabbit noisemaker out there and he says he he watches these coyotes man they're they're crafty where they'll come in and they'll completely circle 
the 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 noisemaker like two or three times and he just watches these animals looking just for like issues, completely yeah. just looking for issues building a strategy they are they are surprisingly smart people don't give them credit for, um because they're they're little killers is what they are oh heck yeah i'm a firm believer in the hierarchy I, I really like the i like the idea that they're there i like the idea wolves are there i i just i really believe in the natural hierarchy so like if it's yeah. I don't just shoot anything. Like that's the other thing about me that's different than some. I will not shoot a coyote if I'm not going to eat a coyote. So I don't shoot coyotes. So it's just me. It's just something I live by because I, I I don't believe in wasting animals or meat. But I get it. I know why people do it. I just it's not something I would do. So like yeah. I had a, one guy told me he's like, oh I shot this porcupine. I'm like why? Why did you shoot the porcupine? I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> like you're gonna mount the you're gonna use the hide or oh no I just kicked it to the side. I'm like then what's the point? I've never yeah. seen a porcupine. Like I would have loved to have seen that porcupine in the field, you know, or an yeah. otter or something cool. Like there's no reason just to kill something, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's just me again. Everybody has yeah. the rules are different. You can do what you want. No, I, I prefer to uh, to eat what I harvest as well. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I can't think I've killed anything except for maybe. Um, I'm not much of a duck hunter, but a coot. I've killed a coot that I wasn't able to retrieve, and uh, people scared me out of eating that thing. But uh, <laughs> That's 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 about it. Uh, I did see a porcupine one time in the woods. Now that you mentioned it, and I was with a buddy of mine, and, and it was the funniest. You smoked thing it? No, no. We just we just saw it, and he's like, "Oh man, watch out! It'll shoot your quills at you." And I'm like, "Man, you've seen too many cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> like, like unless you're gonna go up and sniff that thing, you don't have to yeah. worry about those quills." But uh, the only ones that creep me out really are the raccoons, and it's not that I, I don't want to shoot them, but like they do scare me because I feel like they can climb my tree. They could literally make me fall out of my tree if they start messing with me in the tree, which is creepy. Yeah. Uh, for the little stuff, I mean, and squirrels don't really mess with you, but they do come check you out, which is weird sometimes. But and they yeah. make that stupid loud alarm sound. Yep, and throw 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 nuts at you if you're in their area. Yep. All right, so we're gonna move on to a little bit later years. So 2015, we had a Canadian bear hunt. And this one, wow, man, this was an experience. Um, so. To, so first off, this is like the pinnacle time frame for Boner Planet. At this point, we're at 2015. We have we have worked with Matthews, Hoyt, you name it. All the big brands have worked with Boner Planet. They all knew us. They all respected us. We have them on. I could have them all on speed dial even today, of course. But back then, I had them at that point. So I'm like, this is it, man. Uh, and so we started. We really spread out the bows. I was hunting with a Hoyt. Um, I think a couple of guys were bear archery stuff. Some guys were darting, some guys with Matthews. So it was cool. We had a huge group of people go. This was going to be one of the most exciting hunts. And we had RVs up there. So basically we drove from Detroit area all the way through Sault Ste. Marie, crossed over from the UP of Michigan into Canada. And then we drove four hours North from there. I mean, it was, it was a journey. We got to this city and it was the middle I think it was like white fish or something white. Uh, but anyway, we we kind of got settled in. <clears throat> and this is for black bear hunting. And this is in uh, August um, of 2015. And so we're there. And um, there's a lot of us, like I said, there's probably, of our group, there's probably 10 or 15 guys of our BHP oh, wow. group. And out of the total group, there's about 50. So there's a lot no of way. people, including Mike Avery was there too as well, who's an a, a outdoor radio host in Michigan here. He's a great guy, great guy, big in the hunting. And 50, got, 50 guys are at this hunting camp? Yep, it's huge, absolute massive. Wow. Um, so we, I don't know what to expect here. So Kevin, my father-in-law, who's one of the owners of Boner Plant as well, he uh, had gone the year before and loved it and said, oh, you guys got to go. It's really cool. It's a great experience. Were there 50 so, guys that year too? <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, probably, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, as part okay. of this outfitter who d- puts this on and you, you know, he, so anyway, so, and we're not all like 50 right in that one spot, but you know, they're, they're yeah. throughout the city. There's 50 of these total hunters who came in from all over the place to hunt and okay. they go to okay. this outfitter guy. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of stories here. So I'm just going to, cause there's a lot of people <laughs> and we help with a lot of different hunts and stuff. So I'll start with mine just because it's crazy, but I, so they, so they, how it works is you take, so we had one, one, like I had my machine there. I had a, a four door, like Polaris type thing. So we put, the bait in the back of the Polaris and we drive 30 miles to the hunt camp area, the hunt area. Okay. So 30 miles in to the, this is all woods too. I'm not talking like 30 miles on a road. I'm talking yeah. logging trails, 30 miles. Yeah. So, so we go a, good, this a good two hours. <laughs> yeah. So this is the start of the, the 30 miles is the start of the hunting area. Put it that way. So that's the base camp basically for Everest. It's like base camp one. Yeah. So we get to that area, then we go out and spread out five or six or seven or 10 miles apart, right? All over the place. And so we bait, we bait all these spots with this molasses, grandma's molasses, candy bar crap. I don't know. It's like crazy, right? It's like, it smells amazing. Like I could eat it. It smells that good. (laughs) So the first thing that happens is nothing happens there. We bait all these spots the first day we get back to the camp. And we're in the RV. We're all hanging out, having some beers, talking about, oh, tomorrow's beer. You don't hunt mornings there. You only hunt nights because it's too dangerous, apparently. So we get, we're like going in to sleep and I hear someone yelling. And I'm like, what's going on? So we all run outside. Everybody's grabbing their guns and stuff. Everybody runs outside. And there's a bear in the back of my Polaris licking <laughs> the bait stuff. We're like, shoe bear, shoe. This big black bear jumps down and runs away. And we all go back in and then I hear yelling again. So we go back out there and apparently the bear came back and was in the back of it again. And this guy yelled at, and this time it charged him and he like no fell way. over. You screaming. <laughs> so <laughs> bear ran away. Then we went back to bed and then we heard screaming again. And I looked out the window and I could see this black mass, like moving through towards the woods. Apparently the guy there, the last time, the last thing that happened is there was a guy in a tent and the bear went up and sniffed the tent, and then it took its claw and just broke one of the the ends of the tent. The whole thing collapsed. And he starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> this bear's bear. a troll, man. I was in like oh a hard shell RV. I was good to go. I wasn't scared. So that happens the first day. So we're all like, kind of like, whoa, you know, what is going on here? There's like bears in the camp. Like, what? What is this? Like, I thought this is like Can thirty you not miles shoot away at nighttime, and that's why I assume this bear got a free pass that night. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know the okay. rules. I just know that the, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Actually, um, that's a great question. I don't know, but yeah, so that happened. So the next day we go hunting. So the first hunt, I think my first hunt, this is my first hunt. Yeah. So they draw me off. Um, so we split up. I go with this Bob guy, Bob drops me off at three miles from him. So he drops me off and he keeps going. And he goes three miles and I go to my stand there. I get straight in. I go, okay. <laughs> okay. You know, straight in. I go in and it's interesting uh, landscape in Canada, Northern Canada. Is, well, I don't know if that's actually called Northern Canada, but for me, Northern Canada, and yeah. it's a lot of moss. So when you're stepping, you step on pillows. So it really feels like, like you're stepping on yeah. pillows the whole way. And it's this green, cool sage and moss. And it's really, really cool backdrops and, and beautiful beautiful landscape like that moss like hanging off stuff not the kind that you get in florida or somewhere it gets in your eyes and it's itchy <laughs> but the, you know this is like nah, yeah. like really good stuff so anyway 
I get into this tree stand. I'm sitting there. I got my bear mace. I got my bow. There's no gun allowed because I'm American and I can't bring a handgun with me. So I have no gun. I have a bow, can of mace, five arrows total, and uh, that's it. No communication. No phones work. No radios work. Nothing worked. Nothing. Jeez, okay. So <laughs> here I am. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I put these GoPros out because, of course, I'm filming for this stuff. And I'm like, all right. I put out GoPros in a full circle of the of the area. So I got them on a remote control, full circle, five of them. It's actually pretty incredible footage because I have so many cameras. So I, I, I'm I sitting there, and first thing that happens, I'm there maybe 15 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. And I look up, and there's a bear staring at me at the edge of the where the – so the bait – if the bait is, like, here, I'm here. The bait's here. This is about 25 yards. Okay. 20 yards, we'll call it. And then the bear is right here at the edge of this, like looking at the bait at 10 yards from the bait pile. Are you, are you elevated or is this like, I'm a elevated. Line? Yeah. I'm in a, it's like a wood, a wood stand that was built into the tree, like a huge platform. It's probably like four by four. Okay. Uh, nice platform with rails on the backside. So you can't fall back. Okay. Um, so I'm, I see it and I'm like, okay. Here we go. You know, and he's like drooling, scariest thing, flies all around his face. Like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know about this, but I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll stick this bear. I ain't worried about it. So this bear comes into the barrel. There's a barrel you put the bait in and his back is below the middle line. So that's an indicator. He's not big enough to shoot. Right. So I'm like, okay, not shooting this one. It's going to watch him eat, whatever. So he does this thing. First thing he does, knock the barrel over. So there goes my line, right? There goes my judgment line. I'm like, thanks, yeah. dude. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Didn't think of this, right? You know, when I, when I was sitting there, like, they need to put a pole on the ground or something, right? So, like, you know what I mean? Like, so you know. Yeah. So anyway, he's eating, does this thing. No big deal. And then maybe, like, 20 minutes goes by, and I hear crashing to my left. Maybe an hour. I don't know how long it was, but crashing to my left. And I look over, and I see a black mass running through the woods charging the bait pile and i see him get out of the the bucket area and start running and i'm like oh damn here we go <laughs> big daddy came in so i get my bow out i get i i draw my bow this this bear is pissed man it's like looking for that bear it's like aggressive like i mean it's like full full like puffed up and all this stuff and i'm like no way so i Get my bow out. I had this white carbon bow at the time. It might be the carbon RX five. It was awesome, awesome bow. Yeah. So I draw this bow back, and I'm like set in. It's at 25 yards. I don't know how I figured that out, but somehow I knew it was 25 yards, and um, just absolutely smoke this bear. It was like just right through it. Was this bear just off. obviously bigger than the little one that just ran off? So you knew it was a shooter right off the bat. We'll get to that part in a minute. <laughs> All right, sorry. I, I, sometimes I ruin, no. ruin stories by asking questions. Keep going. So I'm like, smoke this bear, quartering away, just boom, right, right to the pumper. It, I hear it go. I hear it crash. I hear it gro 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 groaning, and then I hear the other bear comes back, and it's like fight. It's like I don't know if it's fighting it and it's dead. I don't know what's happening. It's like growling and running and and all the stuff. And next thing I know, that other bear comes back, and he starts eating again. So I'm like, okay, well. This is a weird scenario because I have a bear down. I don't know if that bear is going to eat the other bear or what's going to happen with the dead bear. I know that he's in my set and I don't know. Where, I can't go anywhere because there's nobody here behind me. There's no like, I can't call. I'm, yeah, it's getting it's darker. It's going to keep getting darker, right? Creep me out. So then this bear, he's like doing the weirdest stuff. And he's like 
itching his legs, like sitting on his butt. It's just the funniest looking scenes. You know, you're like, what is this thing doing? And all of a sudden, <laughs> like literally all of a sudden, it was like, it was like some out of horror movie. It's like itching his legs. All of a sudden it stops and it looks up and it's staring at this tree that I have a GoPro on. Like it's looking right at it. And all of a sudden it just walks over to it and starts sniffing it and licking it. Like, and I got this all on video. It's licking and sniffing this and it drops down to the ground with his head down. <laughs> I swear to God follows that my foot trail right to my tree no so way from 20 yards out he sniffed that gopro dropped the ground and just sniffed like a dog would sniff a, a rabbit trail all the way to my tree and he's looking up at me and he's putting his claws on the tree and i'm like what the f is going on right now right what just <laughs> happened it was like everything yeah. was fine you know, i'm watching this bear eat and all of a sudden now he's on my tree about to climb up and kill me so i grabbed the bear mace i popped the tab off and i put it over there's a rail so it's not easy to like aim so i got this rail and i'm aiming over the rail i'm like and i start saying to him don't do it <laughs> like don't do it <laughs> don't do it buddy. i don't want to spray this dude because i'm thinking in my head like this can get my eyes i'm middle of nowhere if this gets in my eyes i'm blinded so if finding it finding the bear that you put down would be impossible yeah god. i don't know what i'm gonna do so i'm sitting there going oh my god my heart is pounding like i'm like what is gonna happen here and then i i it like it, it sets back down starts sniffing walks out in front of me and he's looking at me like 15 yards out like in front of me like looks back and just staring at me and i'm like and i'm like I'm like get out of here leave <laughs> throwing the bird i'm like get out of here and he just starts eating again give a shit he didn't give a shit and i'm thinking like oh my god like i might have to defend my life here so i get another arrow out i didn't have like another arrow out you know i killed a bear i'm like i can't shoot another one's illegal but i'm like i'll shoot another if it's gonna kill me i ain't gonna let no bear kill me so i get another arrow out i'm thinking like god damn this is why i need a gun like what well, this is crazy so i'm sitting there and that thing's like keeps looking at me and doesn't know what it wants to do and i'm thinking oh god and then more bears start coming in. I'm getting real nervous. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know. This is crazy. So finally the bear would leave. He started leaving and then he would come back. Like, so he'd be gone for 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden you see him again at the edge of the field, come back in to eat, kept doing this over and over. And then finally, as it was getting darker, you know, I, I dropped the bear mace basically. Like it was on, it was on the platform and something happened and I kicked it and it fell off. And I thought I am of course, screwed. Of course. <laughs> I am screwed. So finally, I don't know why I made this decision to get out of there. I was like, that's it. I'm going to hike the three miles out and get back to the truck. So I back out. I wait for him to leave again. And I back down the tree as fast as I can, grab the, the mace. I'm only like literally 15 yards from the road. So I back literally off into the road and I start going like right away. Just start hitting, going the direction I knew that Bob went. Stupid idea. I get about halfway. Like, so I'm already a mile into this walk. And I'm like, this is really stupid. Like, it's dusk. There's wolves out here. There's moose out here. And there's more bear. And I'm on the ground. Like, I have no yeah. advantage here at all. Well, the, like, the road splits and you don't know which way he went. Well, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. Thank God that didn't happen. You're right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, And you're right, because I would have never been able to find where I went in either. Do you know what I mean? Like, where yeah. I came out. I knew I was going the right direction. But I, if I had to go back, I wouldn't have found the tree stands, my point. I would have had to stay on that road, period. So anyway, I did find the truck. It took me three miles of walking and the door was open, which was surprising. So I, I got in, but there was obviously no key. So I couldn't open the window for air, you know, and uh, the, the, the bugs, dude, they were hitting that window, like trying to get to me, like they're hitting the window and just like, you know, like just 
like yeah. just constant, just smashing the window trying to get just to a me. Wave of bodies, disgusting. It was disgusting. Was it bad I, when you were in your stand? No, or? no, I didn't uh, notice anything. And then it was just right when I was on the ground in that sunny area. Huh. Um, maybe there's some. So anyways, Bob there. starts coming, starts coming. I'm waiting for him. You know, it's like dark. It's getting dark. I could, I see him walking down the road, and I'm like, "You guys are effing nuts." <laughs> never doing this again <laughs> he's not laughing at me i'm like because they're like a bunch of older guys you know they're laughing at me i'm like dude i'm like you're i go this is crazy bob like literally i thought i was gonna die out there he's like oh you're such a pansy blah, blah. i was like okay <laughs> so anyway that happened and then so we got the we ended up going back so I, with a lot of guys because i was like i'm not going out there unless it's with like 15 guys you know like those bears are everywhere out there and it's crazy right so we all go back as a big group looking for this bear, flashlights everywhere. Actually, I got some really cool footage of this because one of our camera guys that came was using a DSLR, and he was filming this recovery. And, man, the footage looks so cool. It's like some of a movie, the way he filmed it. It looks so f- amazing. But Jamie finds it, and he goes, hey, did someone shoot a black lab over here? I got a dog down. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And then he's like, here's your little puppy. And it was literally like a 70-pound bear. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh my god, it looks so big. He goes, well, it was puffed up, man. It came into fight. Of course, it could be puffed up. I'm like, well, it's not my fault. The barrel got knocked over. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like the first time I've been out here, so I got this little. I had to wear this stupid hat the rest of the hunt because I had to wear this <laughs> little bear hat, cub hat, they called it or something. Smallest bear of the pack hat. But, oh, that's too funny. I'm glad that they have that tradition though. It's uh, uh, which so should make you feel better because that means. It happens to other folks as well. It's not just you. That's, yeah, uh, no. Shooting yeah. black labs. <laughs> Later that night, though, like this is what I'm saying. This is so crazy. So a couple of quick stories from that experience. Like, so this other guy shoots a bear, hits it. He, the bear was on its hind legs. He hits it in the brisket with a ram cat with a crossbow. The thing takes off and it's it's like gone, dude. It takes off off like gone, you know. So we all go out to help him look for it at night. So we're walking through this forest at night and there's bear dens everywhere. There's the thing fell off a ravine. So it ran full speed. Like I'm talking hundred yards out. Then it hit a ravine and fell off the ravine, which was like a 60 yard incline ravine. No like it, way. It just fell off a mountain basically. And yeah. it was laying dead at the bottom of the ravine. So we had to like cut a tree down to stra- wrap, you know, put it to the tree, strap it to the tree and then carry it out. One guy fell over an exhaustion. Like we had to like help him like EMS type help. <laughs> Not, I mean, the guys, there were firemen, they're EMS guys, some of them. So they knew what to do, but they yeah. had to like take take your jacket off, take your shirt off, cool down. You know, he was like overheated from doing all the work. Oh my god, dude! Gosh, man. And the, the last thing that happened, well, two things. The the one of the things that happened. So then, then the second night. So after this, I was done. Right, I wasn't going back in those woods unless it was with a group to help people. I was like, I'm good, man. This is crazy <laughs> yeah. crap. I I'm good for now. I think I've had my share. And and to be honest with you, not having like a. a a shotgun or anything to protect myself is a huge difference, right? Like when I go hunting, I do black bear hunting in Michigan and I carry a shotgun with me, like a shockwave, one of those type of shotguns, dude, I'm, or my handgun, you know, I was carrying a freaking 10 millimeter with 16 rounds or something. I'm good. Like, I'm not scared at all, you know, but not that you can't get mauled. You can, but I just feel better about it. Right. I have something to protect myself anyway. So we're going into the camper. I go into the camper and I hear John behind me, my buddy, and he's talking. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Is he talking to me? And then I hear him scream. And I go out there. I go, like, well, what just happened? He goes, well, I didn't know you went in the camper. And I heard all this shuffling to the left. And there was a bear trying to get into our our our, 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 uh, our um, cooler. 
<laughs> like what an idiot bear you can't get no yeti cooler you moron but i was like still it was so funny he thought it was literally a bear with his butt sticking out under the camper like shaking trying to get into this cooler so Gosh, dude man that's amazing you know after you told all the stories i understand why there were 50 guys in camp because there would sound oh. like there's plenty of bears to go around there were so i was thinking bears. Just no way there's an, enough bears with, for that many hunters, but it doesn't sound like it was Each any kind guy of shoot that all. hunted. Some guys didn't just shoot anything either, so keep that in mind. They're waiting for giants, but every guy hunted saw three to five bear during the hunts. Wow, wow. What, what do you think was the biggest bear that came out of that camp? Uh, 350. Woo, it was a giant. Yeah. I think Mike Avery shot it actually, but there was, uh, we we had. There's it's cool though because you take the bear to a, a weight scale area, they weigh it, they mark it. There's all those guys are there, the 50 guys, like everybody's at this one spot where all the bears come in the meat area. You know, they hang these, they freeze it for you and everything. It's awesome. They freeze it in your cooler into like a commercial grade freezer, so it's super iced up when you leave. And we drove home with the you put it in the Yeti, froze it. We had four bears to come home, froze them in Yetis, and then we drove home with them on an open bed trailer, and they never thought at all. That wow. 12, 14 hours or whatever, that's solid crazy, ice man. still. Yeah, that's a fun story, man. I, I've been invited to go on my first black bear hunt in April. Um, and I'm trying not to, I'm, I'm trying to build up the courage to, to go that your stories didn't necessarily help. Uh, no, it's <laughs> kind of creepy, but, but you know, Kevin's been on about 10 of them and he's killed bears yeah. every year. And he, you know, I think it's just a matter of feeling confident and having what you need and. Yeah. He doesn't always hunt alone either, though. You know, you can yeah. hunt with somebody as a camera guy. It still helps if you have one more person. I agree. I agree. And I'm not going to be going to Canada. I'll be going to Idaho, so I'll be able to bring oh, a pistol with me. That changes a lot better. But yeah, my buddy, uh, <laughs> right, uh, my buddy Eric Boone, um, he's episode 66. I had him on the podcast, and he had just the craziest. All of his stories are predator stories. He got attacked by a cougar because he stepped over oh, its uh, its cubs one time, um, and he turned around, had his pistol out, and the, the nose of the cat was like four inches from the end of his barrel, but the cat, the cubs meowed off. So the, the mom turned around and ran off after them. Another one, like you said, a bear came charging in, didn't know he was in the tree, ran up the tree above him and then pissed on him. <laughs> so if, oh. uh, if, if anyone listening wants to hear a great episode, episode 66 <laughs> of the hunting stories podcast with Eric Boone, this guy told all these stories and then he invited me hunting. And then I, I was like, man, man, I'm in. And then I hung up and I was like, wait a minute. All of his stories were absolutely terrifying. I don't want to go hunting with this guy, but uh, <laughs> I think that's just the nature of it. I think that's what makes them good stories. So I'll, I'll definitely be, uh, be joining him. Uh, but Dave, man, this was a lot of fun. That was a lot of it was a rapid fire, but it was a good change of pace from like the the big stories. And were that 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 bear camp sounds fantastic, man. Uh, but let's let's wrap this thing up. I know we have a hard stop. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you, um, and then we'll we'll. Get on with our days, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys can check out bowhunterplant.com for all of our links to everything and a whole bunch of content in regards to archery, hunting, and uh, stories. Not these type of stories, but stories as in companies telling us what is going on with their new brand. So that's always fun, too, to hear from them directly on the stuff they're doing. So appreciate you having me on and uh, look forward to seeing you on Carbon. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you again for joining. I really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, have a great day, brother. You too. Thanks, man. All right, guys, that's it. Another couple stories in the books. I want to thank Dave, of course, for coming on the podcast. 
could not have done it without him. Make sure you give him a follow on the social media stuff. Uh, check him out on Carbon TV. I've got links to everything in the show notes. And uh, while you're there, check us out on Instagram, uh, Carbon TV, uh, whether you're listening to Spotify, Apple, whatever it might be. Give us a review. We'd very much appreciate that. Uh, helps other people find us and get in touch with us to hear some more amazing hunting stories. Or if you have some amazing hunting stories, why not? Reach out to us. I'd love when my listeners reach out. They're my favorite stories to actually listen to. Uh, But that's it, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Um, Now, get out there and make some stories you want.